You're listening to the RSL Random Fan Podcast, the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of soccer knowledge and experience, even for those who have never played the game. Your hosts are lead instigator and Real Salt Lake fan from the beginning, Brant Goble, Major League Soccer OG and national team lover, Tyler Thomas, and the kid who keeps them all in line and the only one with any fashion sense whatsoever, Brennan Goble. On the podcast, they share their random thoughts after every Real Salt Lake match, win or lose. Besides team and game commentary, they work to bring you the highest quality Real Salt Lake and soccer community content. Content that includes interviews with Real Salt Lake insiders, current and former players, and random fans just like you. They also talk soccer from around the world, from the U.S. men's national team to little clubs like Manchester United, Arsenal, and my personal favorite, Tottenham, and the behemoth that is Crawley Town FC. Enjoy this episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. Hello and welcome. We are chatting. This is RSL Random Fan Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brent Goebel, joined by Tyler Thomas, Brent Goebel. And we have a special guest today, Pablo Campos. Thank you for joining us, Pablo. Oh, I, I, I'm the one here. Thank you, all you guys. Thank you very much for, for this time. And let's have yeah. some talk about soccer. <laughs> for myself, let's, let's have some fun. Awesome. So we, we've been asking this question. We're waiting for the – I like to ask the questions. These guys don't like the question. I like the question. Do you like soccer? And how did you get into <laughs> soccer? <laughs> so – so I'm from Brazil. So in Brazil, you actually, you know, kind of obligated to like soccer. If you don't, if you don't like soccer, you basically don't, you cannot leave your house. So it's kind of, you know, everybody, everybody thinks this, uh, you know, they're a coach. We have two, 280 million coaches. So it's kind of a great, a, a great country to, to like soccer and, you know, and grew up uh, playing soccer. My mom gave me my, my first ball when I was probably three or four and started sleeping with my ball. No more pillows at the house. <laughs> and, you know, every every place I went, it took my ball. And uh, I started playing uh, in in a team when I was pretty young. And it was it was funny because it, it, with that team, it, it you know, they, they have – we we practice Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I think we play Saturdays. And you know, kind of that was one of the teams that I travel with, and I play against one of the small teams that we have in 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 my city. And it, in in Brazil, we have a uh, it's a little different than here when it comes to like numbers of clubs in a in a state. So if if you get in in you know Salt Lake City, we're gonna have Real Salt Lake. But in in Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro, we have so many professional uh, clubs, and and they have their academies. So if it, for for example, in, in Salt Lake City, if you don't make the Real Salt Lake Academy team, you probably you need to move to a different state to go to the MLS academies to start you know start thinking about you know, becoming a pro. In Brazil, we. Because we have so many teams, we uh, I went to one of the the tournaments away from 
uh, we went to a small city and I started playing against this uh, this club. It's called Ponte Preta, and we were we were they were the that say Ponte Preta is a professional team. And they have their their academy. Then we uh, one of the teams didn't make it, so they kind of fill up the the gap and they play against against us. And one of the coaches liked me and said, "So why don't you go next week?" You go to the to the club and talk to me, and I'm gonna set up a, a week for you to t train with with us. I was like, sure, absolutely. That was something that I, I wanted to do for a long time. And my mom said, yeah, no problem. I'll take you next week. So a week went by. We went to the club. We went to the the secretary. Said, look, we came here to see the you know the the coach, and he asked me to. He said, oh, no problem. I'm gonna go talk to him. So we were in the room waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and it actually took took too long. And my mom's like, I'm not waiting anymore. I was like, what do you mean? That's a golden opportunity. Yeah, we waiting. <laughs> she goes she goes, No, no. Nobody should re no nobody, nobody should treat you like that. If they really want you here, they should treat you better, even though they don't know you. But they invited you here. I was like Oh, my mom is crazy, man. And then, but the thing is, in, in, in the city, we have Ponte Preta, and the rival is called Guarani. Their stadiums, I would say, it's a mile or less than a mile. So when they have the, the, the games, it's a, the same city, so the rivalry. Um, when we play in the Ponte Preta, the, the guys from Guarani will meet at the uh, the stadium and they walk together all the way to the to the other stadium. And then what's the opposite? Once the game is in the Guarani, they meet at Ponte Preta Stadium and they walk all the way, chanting and yeah, singing. It's crazy. The city goes crazy, but they have to be in the same league. Sometimes the one is the first division, the second one is the second. Sometimes they're both the first division, so. There's some imbalance, but back in the days, they're they pretty much in the same league. So my mom said, no, we're going to go to Guarani. Let's go. I'm like, okay. What did I say? I was like probably 11, 12 at that time. So we we went out to, to the other stadium. And lucky enough, as we arriving, the other team my age was walking out to practice. Because their, their, their facility... They, it's just a block. They have to walk a block, and they're already in the facility with the the, the field. As walking down, the coach was coming. Just I was walking to the facility. I was like, okay, that's 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 meant to be. And then I say, look, this is what happened. My 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 son was invited. And the the guy took too too long. I really want him to play for you. The guy, and the guy, you know, okay, oh, yeah, tell him to come here on Monday, next week. So on Monday, again, there, he allowed me to train, uh, dressed up, practice with uh, the team, and, and got accepted. And, you know, and that's what all started. And they, I signed a contract at 12 at that time. So it was pretty, pretty nice to know. And we had some and they put me in a, in their school and they pay for this uh, private school, school, school. we go uh, practice 
so small came and crashed it and and he said yeah and my time at that time my dad talked to the directors guarantee and then they didn't want to raise and give the the salary that my dad was asking so i kind of like end up uh, at santos that was it was pretty fun awesome so how did you end up in the united states i was looking at your uh bio and oklahoma baptist bison doesn't sound like uh a soccer <laughs> how did you end up in oklahoma yeah so and, so and then i i played for guarani and then when I was going through the, the academies and, you know, you have juvenile, you have junior, and then you go to, to the profession. So once I hit juvenile and they have two years at juvenile. So you play, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's 15, 16. And then when you, you turn 17, you have to move to, to juniors. And then when that happened, uh, my, that was with my mom, my agent told me, <laughs> that uh, a club in Rio wanted to to sign me, so we we went to uh, Botafogo. So, but at the time, it's it's funny enough. Like before, when I was actually going to Rio, was driving to Rio, I was going to Flamengo. But in the middle of the in the middle of the the road, we're driving, and Botafogo came in. I don't know why, in the middle of the negotiation and. And again, another crazy turn of event in the middle of the uh, the negotiations, and and I end up at, at Botafogo, and which was a very very good experience. So I kind of like left my house at seventeen, and I, I went to 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 play there. It was they they had great players as well, and so at that time. It, that's when it started, uh, you know, like so many players going to play in the United States, uh, go to play college. And everybody was talking about it, talking about it. I was like, okay. So one day, one of my friends said, look, I'm going to this, this game. The uh, college coach came, and he was Brazilian. Came, he's going to do a, a tryout. We're going to have a game tonight. You want to come? Like, yeah, sure, let's go. So I went to this game. We had twenty. We have uh, four teams of twenty-two. So there's quite a around eighty-eight players. In college, played United States. My my mom was living in the United States with my brother and my sister at that time. So. What I was familiar with, I didn't, I didn't know about like the whole college thing and how it worked. But at the time, my 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 dad and my mom they were really about academics, you know. So it's they always pushed me to to go to school, or if if I don't have a plan, the first time is to get a degree. So and you know, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. I I went there. I was back in the third. Um, team to play so we kind of like i i did pretty well I, I think i scored four goals in that game so the, the coach really liked me and he said look i like i, I like this tall tall guy 
and we started talking. He he offered me to go to Oklahoma Baptist, that's where his college was, and he offered me a full ride. And I was like, and at that time, my my dad and my brother, my mom was like, look, if 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 soccer doesn't work out, what what are you gonna do? You know. So I think the best idea is. Every everybody does here. It's like go to school, get a degree, and also play soccer. So that's what I ended up doing. Like I went to to Oklahoma Baptist. Man, <laughs> didn't have anything to do there. So you're like, <laughs> what, was yeah. say, what was that yeah. transition like? Rio to um, to Oklahoma. What city is Oklahoma it, Baptist in? Not me. So it's like um. The highlight, just to explain it to you, so you guys know, the highlight of the week was going to Walmart dressed up. So that's what. <laughs> that, that, that's what we could do. That, that for us, and for us coming, coming to the United States was everything was new, and then we you learned the language, and the, the I mean, the, the university was for us was. Okay, okay, kind of nice size. We had a lot of um, students at a time. We were living in the uh, the dorm. So we we had a, so much going on. For the first year, it was perfect. I think the second year probably could have been a little complicated, but it was it was so good. And we had to, had to learn English really quick because I, I had to, to start the, the classes. We were at ES, uh, ESL at the time, so it's... English is second language, and then I have to take the test to uh, TOEFL to actually get in the university to be accepted to to, to go to normal classes. So so much going on, but the city yeah, we didn't have anything to do. Like closes the it's Oklahoma City. That if you want to do something, you know, see see anything other other than cows. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work really hard to get in trouble. No man, it was. Really was so focused in soccer that was crazy, and I needed to learn. So there's this competition who who start speaking and understanding English, uh, you know, first. So I was I was understanding way quicker than my friends, but my friends could write better. So we we're kind of like this as this joke about okay, so you're gonna go to a bar with a napkin? Can you give me a coke? <laughs> a napkin, a napkin and a pen. Uh, can I have the bill, please? So it was, so it was like pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty fun at the time. And then, but I was really focusing. Say, look, I'm gonna play every single game. It was my last game, and because I really wanted to, to get a better, go a better city, better school. And we end up playing against like uh, university, Azusa Pacific, and. They were not in a conference, obviously, because they were in California. And but I, I played well that game, and that was the, the was my, my ticket. So I talked to one of my friends in California that if he was in that in university in California, and the, at the time it's like, oh, sorry, we don't have a a lot of money right now for a full full ride. We I can offer you. I'll say okay. So I. Email the guy from Azusa Pacific and say, "Look, do you remember me? We play against you, uh, and you came here all the way here to Oklahoma." So he he flies back. He goes, "Yeah, of course, I remember. Very good player. Probably one of the best player I've seen." 
And then I sent that email to the the coach that said that didn't have some funds from my and the guy when he read that email, I was like, No, of course, of course, come here. We, <laughs> we can't we can't wait to see you here when you were arriving. I was like, Oh, okay, great. So going to 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 Fresno Fresno was a PDL. Now they went to USL. And City like really like really like soccer. There are a lot of um, Mexicans there in Mexico they're crazy about soccer. So and we play in a stadium that was a baseball stadium. And it was it was great times because I, I could play for Pacific and in the summertime I'll play for a PDL a team from Fresno Fuego. And the owner and the coach was coach of my university was the coach of the PDL friends of Fog, which at the time was great. And but after I got there, we had some practice, but and they switched the coach right away because I think the I think the university had him to be focused more on the university and then it's like, okay, I'm gonna step up and somebody came came in and it was this guy and it was so funny because uh, and he had a company. And then he didn't know me. And at first practice, we introduced, say, this is Bob from France Pacific. Uh, he he came here to practice. First, first day, he put me as a center back. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> center back. Center, center back. I was like, okay, he's probably testing me. So I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I just, but every, every people that tried to pass by me, I was like, Oh, tackle, tackle. <laughs> I was like, tackle everybody, but I didn't say. I didn't say anything, and and I understood at the time. After I understood after the practice, talk to people. There was a guy that was kind of like the the guy there, and his nickname was Maradon. Who So he was the team, and they called him Maradon because he was very short and he was lefty. So. It wasn't like he had some, you know, reminded people of which is yeah, he, he did actually have some, some moves. So at the time, and I didn't say anything. We went to practicing games, and Madame was playing, and I was like, every time I step on the field, I'm gonna do whatever Madame does, or I do better. So, so first game, Madame scored a goal. He put me in, I scored a goal. So we had this competition on and on and on until he kind of like started liking the way I play and started putting and then started scoring some goals. And at that year, I ended up uh, breaking the record and being the MVP of, of nationally. So it was, it, it was a great year, 2007. Yeah, it looks like you had 32 goals in 25 games. Yes. That's insane. That's absolutely insane, man. That's crazy. Yeah, the, yeah, that was a really, really good year. And I think nobody talk about Maradona anymore, which we don't like in Argentina <laughs> anyway. 
it's, it's soccer. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's what things started working for me in soccer. And then I started getting some attention from MLS, and that's when I'm going to link to Real Salt Lake. So 2007 it ended with like a great season, and and I got some offers, but it wasn't was it was not offers to to really like stop studying and you know leave my leave the 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 full ride that I had. So I decided to stay at Pacific. So next summer I played for Fresno Fork again, and I I was like at the leading score again. I scored 14 goals uh, at that time. But in the middle of the season, a uh, Swedish team came in and offered me a contract. Uh, you know, that was worth me leaving. But before that, we we had some games at, at Pacific. And, and one day we were playing at home, the semifinal game. Uh, we were playing very hot and in the game. And like in the 25th or the 30th minute, somebody came to me and say, do, do you know there's a coach here to see you? I was like, no. Yeah, there's an MLS coach here. And at the time, the coaches used to actually travel to see games. and But now they have like, you know, budget. They have assistant coaches. They have even uh, people that are doing the scouting. They actually, they travel themselves. Head coaches normally don't go anymore, but at that time they did. And I was like, oh, they do. So I was, I was like eating grass and, you know, going up, going, defending all the way to the to the goalie. <laughs> and I ended up scoring the winning goal. And I, after the game was over, I was walking out and Jason Christ came. So, and then we walked and there's a, like a, a, I'd say 100 yards to the parking lot. So we, we actually talking to the way to the parking lot. And we're having a nice conversation and he was, you know, explaining everything that he was there and what he, what he, what he saw. And so we had a great conversation. And after that, I never talked to him again. And then I went to Sweden. I played for the plane Sweden. And when I came back, I got um, some offers from MLS. And I talked to we talked to Smith Smith from yeah, it was uh, I think Seattle. Yeah, I talked to some some of the some of the coaches. And at that time, they had they had some couple couple offers. So well, I think four offers, and and they did a lottery. And so I ended up at some of the squads. And I played six months. And I think it was June or July, I went to practice. And when I went to practice, I called, you don't have to change because you got traded to Real Salt Lake. I was like, yeah, I don't see that. Yeah. So, packed my stuff, flew, flew, I think, the next day or two days after. And, and then that's when I end up at Real Salt Lake because of Jason. So he, he really wanted me. And, and we, when I got there, the team was kind of like the bottom of the table. We like needed a boost, you know, that mid season boost. And, but man, when I got there, I saw so many good players it was, was unbelievable. Uh, I grabbed a boy, 
we Andy Williams, we have Javier Morales, we we had uh, Beckerman, uh, Armando, oh, we had Olave. We, so I I didn't I didn't understand at that time like why why we're not clicking why we're not why we're struggling you know, and they're great people as well. Their their leadership was 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 crazy. And I think it, and at that time, like Jason, Jason used to be a striker, so he really pushed the strikers. And every every week we had two or three finishing drills, and we're practicing over fifty balls each with like so many repetitions. And some of the games that we do. With the games, we had some practice, and he would practice. Sometimes he would make switch the the warm up. He'll be the first one running with us, so he's like really on point and close to the players. So I think it's eventually like we we came we it, it clicked eventually clicked, and even because we were very close, we we drive to the to the complex to, to train. And Beckman was a guy that always wanted to do something like that. Chris Winger went always to wants to put the team together. And I, I think what's so like that he, you know, could help the coaches. And at the time we have we had I think three three assistant coaches. And Rob Fraser now that's the head coach of Colorado was the guy that was there and very close and very active and knew how to read things and talk to Jason. So there's, there's so many things. Um, it was good. And I was, I was happy to, to help because I think at that time we needed, we needed some wins. I think we need to Seattle to, to lose it the last round, if I'm not mistaken. So we could qualify. So it was, yeah. I had we have a game. We have a we have a game at at home against Chivas, and then we had the next game in Kansas, and I I scored the winning goals for both. I think it was the first time somebody scored back to back winning goals, and we won at Kansas City first time. And that that year, at that that week, we I was competing the best the best player of the week. Beckham, back Beckham, and then it, it, we had we had a funny because that went all the way to Brazil the the news so it was like guys forget about soccer it's about beauty to see who is the most beautiful and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had more votes I don't know why it's happened that way. So, yeah, that's when Brant became a huge Pablo Campos fan. By oh way. yeah, oh absolutely. You went, yeah. yeah if you uh, if you if you beat David Beckham, yeah, you're you're number one on my list. <laughs> so, how was that run to the playoffs? Because you were on the on Real Salt Lake for the 2009 run to the title and uh, 2010. How was how was that run to the title? So. The thing that really helped us, and normally that what help, helps is when you're on the dog. So every place we went, 
it's like, ah, oh, it's gonna be, ah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, so it, it's good. It's good that you guys came all the way here. Great. And <laughs> I see you. Yeah, I see you next year. Is that Every game in Columbus? And, oh, yeah, for sure. They had, they had it, they had it uh, us out since the beginning. Uh, because we almost didn't qualify, qualifying in eighth. Nobody was talking about us. And I think we had, uh, and we had a, we had a team that wasn't a team. Like, if you look at Javier, if you grab a boy, those are two players that if you look at them, it's like, I don't know. Do they play soccer? Do they, yeah, do they play soccer? You know, <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> yeah. And they're like tiny and didn't have like what everything. Yeah, sure. nobody had everything that people like, oh, strong, fast. No, they, they, they had brains, you know, and you, you cannot see brains. You can see the body. So people were like, yeah, he's gonna be, it's gonna be okay. They, they, they made it that far, good for them, and they're gonna go home. So it's like, and Andy Williams, like, also, so it's kind of, it was, it was an unbelievable team, but it was at at that time underdog, and nobody, people knew about the players, but no, nobody rated them uh, very highly. So. I think it helped a lot. People are not believing and thinking that they're gonna win, and we came there, um, really believing ourselves, but not talking saying much. And when the game started, it was like a very strong team. Like it, it wasn't. Of course, we had individual players, but it was. I think the strength was the the, the whole as as a team, the whole team. You know. So that's it, really that that bond and work together. The the way that we defend. Uh, we play in the diamond, uh, and at a time it was kind of like a new diamond that nobody knew about. You know, people, and they they had the two midfielders. They were pinching in; they were not so wide. And when defensively very effective because they couldn't break in. And when they're gonna attack, we they open up wide. So it's kind of at that time. I think I I think nobody knew how to go through that and play against the team like that. Nice. So how was it? How was it winning the cup? <laughs> so, and I mean, the game in Seattle. I mean, um, had been a an incredible experience. I've never won one. I'm just curious. So, and the, the my family was living in Seattle, so that's how special it was. So we were playing. I was playing at home basically because I knew I knew the area very very well. And it, it's something that you've, you've, you've for sure seen documentaries and you just believe when you're actually there, you see, or even you see other sports, like when they see, a, when they win an NBA and they have the champagne, it's like the guy's the top of the world. And when you see there, you're inside and you see the fireworks, you see the people celebrating, everybody like invaded the, 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 the field and your family came. And you really see that all the things that you have done to that point made sense. It was worth it, and you you kind of like and and you start even the the stories that I tell told you guys like every single thing that if if I had changed something that would change the outcome. I know while I was living there, you know, even like 
if the coach that put me at center back, if if the first day I was like, go with him, it's like, I'm not going to do this, I'm out. That would change my whole path into the, you know, where, where I was. And just give you one, one example that was clear, but there's a lot of, there's a, so many other examples that if you really like not looking at the, at the, at the final, you know, final step, you kind of like may, maybe you're going to change the, 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 your, the outcome of it. So I, I think it was something that you always dreamed of. And after we won, we, in the locker room, the bathroom came to the locker room and he was like all suited, very beautiful. Second most beautiful guy, most beautiful guy in the United States, and <laughs> like, oh, it's smelling nice. And he like, you know, with the accent, it was so fun. He's like, oh, I really, really appreciate you guys. It was well deserved. You guys did play better than us, and I, I wish you all the best and enjoy. So it was very nice of him, and and you know, years. Years after he won, I think three. So that showed that showed like his class and and he the, if he didn't deserve it because or because I don't know if he said we deserved it, but maybe at that time he, he thought he deserved it. But when he actually lost, he came to the the locker room and said, "Hey guys, congratulations! You guys won. So the the trophy is yours." And and I think that's that's the mentality he had and. For sure, that's what made him to years later to to win some uh, few uh, few trophies, and I, and I, after that get get a team, and now they he got Messi, he got all the Busquets, he got I don't know. They talk about other players joining yeah. too, Jordi Alba, uh-huh. and but the guy the guy is I think he's probably he's for sure worthy of but everything that's happening, and he and there's. For me, there's going to be MLS after Beckham, and there's going to be an MLS after Messi. So it's going to have, you know, two generations. Well, I think first we have Donovan, and then Beckham came came here, changed completely, and now we're going to have after Messi because they already changed the Inter Miami. Uh, what they are. The follow the the followers the number of the followers and people that wanted to go to the games and the price of t- uh, tickets, so and how, like the numbers of the jerseys that he's gonna sell, so the attention is gonna be. It's like when Neymar went to PSG, changed the PSG completely, and then Messi went there and then got another boost, and and now now it's the Inter Miami and and he got he's gonna get all the attention. It's gonna make the the. The, it's gonna change the league to change. It's gonna change the Inter Miami. It's gonna change the academies. More people, more kids now want to play for MLS teams. If that's what we want. If you want to change the way we play soccer in the United States, and and if you have more best athletes going to play soccer instead of going to play football, instead of going to play basketball, we need to have the best athletes to play soccer. That's the only way we're gonna have uh, the best athletes in the world. It, it it's hard when we're sending the best athletes to football or to basketball or to play 
hockey, uh, play baseball. Soccer needs soccer needs the best athlete. I, imagine like uh, one of those top guys in football, you know, being the winger in MLS. <laughs> you just long ball to the guy. <laughs> the guy runs more than the ball. <laughs> Hopefully he chests it, doesn't catch it. Well, yeah, exactly. A lot of uh, offensive linemen that can transition to uh, soccer, but uh, yeah, I, I, it, that's a great point. Do uh, do you still have uh, any relationships with some of the players from Real Salt Lake? Because you, you came back for the ten year anniversary, right? With that, yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, it was great, man. I that's another thing I would like. I, I that's where I we can't. met, and you signed my scarf. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody told me. Somebody told me that he was somebody was uh, keeping a towel for like ten years because that's the only signature he didn't have. And it's like Pablo, I was, I was waiting for ten years so you can sign my towel that every other place signed. I was like, wow, that's that's impressive. And yeah, because I think I think I didn't go. I didn't go back to. To the parade, and that's why the that's why he probably got the signature from. But it was great, man. It was a great reception. Great, like they had jerseys for us. They have dinners. They have treated us the player very well. It was so 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 a recognition of, of uh, to the players, and I mean, I think Russell like did so well in that one. They they really treated uh, us as you know, as a a member of the club, and they is like, look, you guys really are the stars. So it's, it was really, really good. I I was really pleased and thankful, and the gratitude was immense. So I think it's it was very good for for the club to do that, and the clubs the the, the players appreciated, and yeah, and that's the it's still the only star above the logo. So it's. It's very, it, it, very, very unique and special. That's for sure. But, but we really came and hope and hoping that we're gonna have more stars there because it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't change the way they see us. So we need, we need stars. We need, we need to be at the top. And I always, I always follow uh, Real Salt Lake. Whatever doesn't matter what year and who is playing there. I'm, I'm following it, and they have good. They're playing very well. They're they have good, um, good players, and it's still the advantage of playing the altitude is it's great. You know, second second half, like the teams, if they try to do everything in the first half, the second half they'll be like, you know, stung out because <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard, and and knowing the knowing that it's going to have a full house and people really go to the games and cheer and be very supportive. So it's a, it's a great, it's a great stadium. They, they really did so well there and the fans really follow it. So. Yeah. It looks like I, we're turning around and heading back to uh, some better days. It's been like 10 years since uh, they've had any success to write home about when it comes to Real Salt Lake. But uh, before we let you go, Pablo, um, looks like you had a, a pretty successful career after Real Salt Lake. 
uh, Carolina, San Antonio, and uh, um, a few years in Minnesota United. Uh, how was that after Real Salt Lake? Yeah, it was was really good. Um, on North Carolina, we had a great season, and then that season made me to go to San Antonio, where I had my probably my one of the best seasons that I had. You know, I went to represent myself in goals, and I got the MVP of of the league that year. We everything was was working at San Antonio. It's a great city. And we, we, we got a great team, and it was really spectacular. We, uh, yeah, that season was amazing. That's when I got some attention of Minnesota United, and that's when I, I moved to Minnesota and kind of like had a, had a continuation of, of a great career. And that's what I stayed after I stopped playing. I'm still here. We, we counted by winter, so I had been here for eight yeah. winters. Yeah. <laughs> How do you handle that, man? Well, so the thing is, I shouldn't say that here because that's what the weather makes here. It's like making the secret garden. That's not my secret. <laughs> secret garden, you know, it's, it's where nobody knows about and nobody wants to live because it's so cold, but it's a great economy. It's very safe, great people. There, There's something about where it's colder. People are here. They their focus and interest in more in, into family work and you know their rule followers. And I was I was reading an article and the guy said the the country that it's underneath the the um, what's the name equator equator they all are third world countries. And it's hot, and I was, and I was like, which is true. If you analyze it, there's a, a portion of Australia, but other than that, they have other countries like they're all third world country. The, I don't know what makes. And he was he was saying like because of the they weren't, and that's why people started looking for more fun and to enjoy life, and they're more about bodies and parties and joint life and that makes it was just an interesting article but there's the makes makes a little sense and in here in minnesota we have we have great people great communities and it, it's, it's just amazing but the weather is too long this year i think was around six to seven months and yeah. we yeah not man yeah, it's not fun. You half of your half of your life you spend inside your house. So if you leave for 90, 90, 90 years, forty five years, you're gonna be <laughs> inside your house. That's crazy to think. So what are you up to now, Pablo? So now I yeah, so I'm You're uh, inside. Building <laughs> inside. Yeah. Even even during the summer inside. <laughs> Yeah, we we joined this club uh, called West Metro. We we developing kids. We 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 go to tournaments. We still allow them to go to play other clubs. But growing this, we we gonna start. We now going to uh, the fourth team. So it's gonna be great for 
for development, we're we actually on the second year. And now I'm working with Steamler, that's one of my friends that brand. So we kind of we do uniforms for for youth clubs, soccer. There's a lot of other sports that we do as well. So helping to grow that too. Yeah, it's a, still connected to the soccer world and I'm just taking my B license. My coaching license gonna actually gonna be due this week. The final presentation on Thursday. So we have a huge presentation that with a lot of assignments, which is gonna be done this time in January. So it's gonna be our seven months. Reflecting and and was great. So I had I, I met some of the guys. I saw he's an interior in Miami. I saw him with sometimes I do studying for MLS MLS academies. We so I saw him. I saw Ronaldo. Uh, he's he worked with Yasmin. That's great. So it's good. Still involved in the um, in the soccer. We're gonna have the All Star All Star in, in a week. So we went to DC, and the game is on the on the twenty first, I think twenty first, no nineteenth. Nice. Yeah. It's be a great game. It's gonna be insane. Hope, hopefully, Gabriel just will score. Or no goals because we we're MLS side now. <laughs> Tyler is an Arsenal fan, so we are so rooting for MLS. I mean, he, I was Tyler, who are you rooting for? Uh, I I will cheer for Arsenal, but I want MLS to win. There you yeah, go. There you go. Do you have let's any see. other favorite teams, Pablo? Uh, who who did you follow? So I don't have a team that I always follow um, as as my team. I follow, I watch like a lot of games, and it I well back in the days I really follow the the teams that like Brazilians. You know, those are the teams that I watched. Barcelona really liked the Brazilians, so they always signed Brazilians like Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, Gaúcho, Romário, uh, Ronaldo, Neymar. So all they. And they still buying, they still buying Brazilians. You know, they just bought Vitor Rocky from from Brazil for like a lot of money. So and PSV at the time like Brazilians, and and now everybody's obsessed with City. You know, it's it, it's Super City. Yeah, <laughs> Real, Real Madrid. Real Madrid always had a solid team, and they like Brazilians too with the Vinicius Junior and. And Rodrigo and Casemiro left, but uh, they really they like to buy young young Brazilians like um, a lot of potential. Yeah, so the those clubs I really follow closely, and I I, I like the Italian Italian teams. And back in the days, they were really good. Let's say seven eight years ago. Now the league kind of they are having a lot of issues and they're not exhausting so much in players, but now Polisic went to Milan, so hopefully they're starting investing more money. 
and the the Italian league, you know, became the that league that everybody wanted to watch. You know, back in the days they had everybody. You know, they had Ronaldo, Ronaldinho Gaúcho. They had uh, Ibrahimovic. They have you know Pirlo. All those guys are like. Hopefully, hopefully they they're gonna come back. They still making you know uh, far in the Champions League, but it's one or two teams. Back in the days, they were like full of good players. So hopefully they're gonna come back. But yeah, they yeah, should have. Like... Inter Milan. Yeah, Inter. They they should have won the Champions League, but Lukaku kept getting away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I had the other team for defense. <laughs> Man, I I he. Well, as a striker, and I, I kind of see how he feels. He, those I, I think he should have started him, and, and he, he started that game. I think he probably would. Have, he probably sh- would have scored that goal because he striker is all about you know being in, into the game and be focused. And if he started that game, I think the outcome would be different. I think he would have scored that goal. It's if we don't work with if that's just my opinion, and that's in sports we don't work with. Yes. And instead of doing that, he wouldn't. If he start, he wouldn't play in that position. He should be tired. There's a lot. Yeah, we were all cheering against City, not really for Inter, but really <laughs> against City. You know, just you know, when you break the rules that bad for that long, you know, you probably should be punished somehow. But whatever. Yeah, I know. But uh, it, it's yeah, it for sure did, for sure it did. It, I just admire uh, Guardiola, um, resiliency. Resilient, very resilient, and he he lost so many Champions League, even getting to the finals, and and he kept going, he kept not complaining, and he it's just amazing how many how many times he had he has won like a national title in the last fifteen years, seventeen years. It he probably like probably lost two. What's the number? It's absurd. Yeah, he went to Bayern. He won five or six. So he was Barcelona. He won, I don't know, many. He was Manchester City. He won five or six. So it's like just ridiculous. And he finally got the Champions League that they never won before. And people are talking about like you know he he only worked because he got a lot of money. But in the big big clubs, they all have they had all have money. It's just how you spend it. You know, Chelsea was. The club that spent the most and they didn't have a good they didn't have a good season yeah you know he he know he know who he wants he knows that when the guy gets there he's gonna be a the, the great fit for the way he plays and he's like okay i want a guy uh, i want a right back that plays like this and it's this tall that strong and it really fits in his style of play and I think that's it's hard to see a coach that implement and make the the, the, the players believe in their in, in his methodology and really applies every single year and every single time to step in the field and pe- sometimes players they, they never heard not they heard before but nobody was talking too much about it and he made he makes uh, a, the player be really important in his team 
So there is there is a beauty on that, you know. Even though you can you can say that okay, I like coaches that not a lot of money and make players come out of the blue. Okay, it's another type of genius or another type of good coach. We we have a a lot of good way of being a good coach, and he he has his own style. Talk about Bielsa. Bielsa is really like not spending a lot of money got players from second division to be in the national team. You know, it, yeah, it happens. It's another another style of player that a coach that it's very admirable. Yeah. Well, we can't uh, thank you enough for joining us tonight, Pablo. Um, we really appreciate you sharing your history with us and the time you spent with Real Salt Lake. And we wish you the very best. And hopefully we got fingers crossed you pass that B license. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, it was a great, great time with you. It's great that you guys uh, bringing back some, some of the, the players that played and tell their stories and share some things probably people didn't know. So thank you for for doing that. It's it's great to to be here and and talking about soccer and talk about Real Salt Lake and a little bit of my career. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Have a great man. night. Yeah. You too. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. Join Brant, Tyler, and Brennan every week wherever you get your podcasts. Share with your soccer-loving friends, download, subscribe, rate, and follow. You can find them on Twitter at RSL Random Fan and at RSL Random Fan Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach out via email at RSL Random Fan Podcast at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening.